Welcome to Observe and Retort. This is week seven. My name is David. And I'm Luna. <laughs> and I don't know what you were just doing, but it looked like... It distinctly looked like you'd caused a little fire on your desk, and then you were trying to blow it out, and then you were just panicking more and more. Sorry, it's. It. I mean, look, I know this is a podcast, and all of you are hearing, and you haven't been able to see Luna... But through the screen, all I'm seeing is her leaning forward, blowing desperately, looking more and more stressed. (laughs) I have no idea what you just did. It wasn't a fire. It wasn't that serious. But there was an annoying dog hair, like, like stuck on my screen. And I thought I could just blow it away. But it just really didn't want to go anywhere. And then I realized what I looked like on the camera. (laughs) You looked like you were going to shit yourself in fear. You looked so scared. (laughs) Because of an annoying dog hair. What? What has happened to your priorities in lockdown, oh. Luna? Oh, what don't has get happened? me started. Ooh. Ooh, I have updates, by the way. Oh, no. I have an update on my situation. I know that never happens because I've literally been in the same situation for like two years. Um, but I got an internship. Oh, look at yes, you. Bitch. Yeah, hello. I'll just have a round of yes, applause. I'm- very proud very proud and it's actually something i like it's for this platform it's for this something you actually want to do that makes content about tv shows i'm literally gonna like talk about tv shows david do you understand how fucking perfect that is do you have any idea (laughs) like and the fact that it's so me makes me terrified because i can only (laughs) I can only fail. It's like, it's so perfect that how, 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 how do I not fuck this up? No, I'm very excited. I'm super excited. I got this review I'm writing and I am, um, writing in Danish, which I haven't done since high school, which is 11 years ago. And I don't know how to like write Danish. I barely know how to speak it at this point. Like I am so, so used to speaking English and, um, yeah it, it's a uh, it's interesting i uh, <laughs> so sound i'm obviously a little nervous but vaguely uh, terrified it's kinda, I'm, it's good. what being terrified is good you do sound vaguely terrified but you know <laughs> that's how we grow is by yes. being terrified i mean yes and i'm listening to Brene brown talking about fucking first time, which is like the first episode of her podcast, Unlocking Us. If you are starting something new, if you're in a new job or starting a new project or something, it's always good to listen to that episode because Mother Brene will calm your ass down and understand what it's all about and uh, make you Or just listen to our podcast. That's also an option. Yeah, yeah, sure, David. I feel like that would help help people to listen to our podcast to become less anxious. Yeah, that's that's a great plan. Mm, We won't have any complaints. (laughs) No, great. Yeah, I mean, I'm very soothing to listen to, and uh, I will guide you through these rough times. This voice is very soothing. This voice is great. Is it? If we yours or mine? (laughs) Your voice right now. This no, but the point is really nice. Look, I only have one voice. You have a lot of voices. And if you stick with the one you just did, 
I think okay. we'd be dandy. All right, I will. If see you go this. back into the Valley Girl, who does come out occasionally, then I don't even like know what you're talking about. Like that is so rude. Okay, again, this is this is where, yeah. As long as that no, voice comes yeah, out, our podcast one? creates okay. anxiety. I'll go back to the soothing. Yeah, there you go. Br- like breezy. Smooth jazz. That is late night smooth, radio. Smooth jazz. <laughs> have that voice the whole time uh yeah it's gonna be weird talking about like <laughs> weekly what the fuck in this voice smooth I, I mean, jazz yeah. voice the whole time <laughs> squirrels be fucking in this park in london like no that's not <laughs> or maybe that is actually it sounds perfect. so much better <laughs> it's know. perfect so anyway i'm very proud of you congratulations thank you Thank you. I am proud of me too. It's weird having projects. Actually, Did you start I think today? You may have listened to the podcast because also they're oh, like they're terrifying. Podcasts and they m- maybe want me to do something yeah. podcasty with them. And uh, so I think they listened because they were asking about where we, we record from because like they just heard your voice. They were like, oh, he's probably in, in England or the U.S. or wherever. Oh. And I'm like, oh, somebody had a little lesson. <laughs> and they're so nice. Like, they're really nice. Um, I am. Okay, I'm now I'm even more impressed. It. Because the idea that you got this after they listened to this podcast is <laughs> I know. truly fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is... <laughs> now know, I'm on board. It can only go downhill. No, in fact, it can't. It that can't go downhill anymore. Saying. Because they've already... They've already heard rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another good point. And on that. That is so true. <laughs> on that upbeat and so full of self-confidence about <laughs> this podcast note. Mm, 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 mm. I sense the. I'm going to jump into something else that the- I <laughs> am very uncertain about. Because this week's story. Mm. I have a lot of doubt. And I've brought a Danish Perfect. story. Finally, I'm not alone. Now we can vibe together, David. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Stoop to my Stoop to my yeah. existential Look, crisis. It's good. It's not existential crisis. It's, or maybe it is. I don't know. Shit. Maybe it is existential crisis. There we go. Lean into it. Lean into the doubt. So no? before I tell this story, <laughs> before I tell this story, I need to put a, a couple of caveats. So this is... It's a Danish politics story, and some of our listeners love oh. that. I don't know if all do, but certainly some do. And before I tell it, I need to say, I don't know what the right answer is here. I need to say that That's in advance. Okay. You don't have to know. I have a lot of feelings about this story, and it's kind of a few stories weaved together. Okay. And some of those feelings directly contradict each other. So... <laughs> No, but that's the best part. That's great. I'm looking forward to it. Some of those feelings will no doubt actively annoy people listening and possibly you. Oh, well, that's nothing new. I mean, why? We have to have disclaimers every time you do this, David. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just do it. Yeah. So people in order to tell it, I'm also, I, so there's a few different stories here. And I'm going to check in with you at various points to see what you think, because I think that there's a, it's, it's peculiar. So anyway, 
the main thing that came up this week is it has been proposed that foreign nationals applying to become Danish citizens could face interviews designed to test whether they have Danish values as part of a new proposal by the main opposition party that has some backing from the government. So you're already shaking your head. Let me give you a few details and then I'll check in. Okay. So, okay, okay, I'll wait for the check-in. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a proposal from Venstre, which is not the Liberal Party, but usually in English it's translated as the Liberal Party. They're a centre-right party. They were in government for a long time. Now they're the main opposition party. And mm-hmm. their proposal is to add five questions to the existing citizenship test that asks about Danish values. So these could include, in the proposal, it says these questions could include questions about disagreements between Danish law and religious ideology, or whether women should freely be allowed to choose their romantic partners. Okay. So it would add those five questions to the current citizenship test, and they're asking for a cover letter to explain why these people want to become Danish. Finally, we're so pretentious. Oh my god! god. Finally, a personal interview would seek to determine whether that person has Danish values. Oh, girl! I quote from Morten Dahlen, who's the Liberal Party's spokesperson for citizenship: "Good behaviour alone is not enough. If you want to be a Danish citizen, you must have taken Denmark in." What does that even mean? So... How many meatballs have you eaten the past year? Like, what is that? How many frikadilla have you had? Come on. I just... Okay, one last thing just before I check in and get your full perspective is... (laughs) I just... I'll tell everyone because, you know, we have listeners from all over the place. The current Mm. citizenship process includes... Uh criteria about how long you've been employed whether you've been employed whether you're unemployed or not you have to have been employed for a certain amount of time i think it's three and a half years out of the last five years but that's off the top of my head i could actually be in denmark okay you need to be have a level of proficiency in the danish language you need to have a clean criminal record that is the only one i got so far (laughs) (laughs) you also are required to declare that you respect Danish values and democracy. Yeah, no. Digitally signing <laughs> that you do. Uh-huh. So that's what's currently in the in the and what that Oh, and there's also a citizenship exam test. Yeah, yeah. which I also failed. <laughs> <laughs> there's a test which asks you 40 questions about Denmark and Danishness. And what they're proposing here is that they add five questions about Danish values. Currently, it's Mm -hmm. primarily about Danish history, Danish politics, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So they're proposing to add five questions about Danish values. But people can just lie, you know. I don't understand what the, like... Okay, sorry, we'll get to it. Go. This is your... (laughs) Go. Tell me what you think at this stage of the proposal. I think at this stage, this is just fucking racist. And like, not even at this stage. Like, it has been for a while, obviously. But it's... But um, what I've said like... so far 
do you feel is racist yeah. or the general attitude like specifically the the things that they've asked for here do you feel oh. that's racist or do you feel like the I general attitude towards immigrants is racist uh, the general attitude of like politicians uh, sure yeah that's yeah. pretty fucking racist yeah i would say that danish politics are racist and uh it's just getting worse and i feel like this new these new questions about values and like if you accept the danish fucking way of life or value system whatever that even means like it's obviously founded on something racist and i think the problem is that when we start defining what it is to be danish we're boxing us in and like there is this danish comedian michael schutt who has these 10 minute rants every friday uh about politics whatever happened and he he says it very well which i will massacre now because <laughs> i'm very bad at doing uh, that justice but it's like the more that we try to define what danish is and what like what that looks like the the more like the the more people are just not gonna be able to even fit in there even like danish people and it's just like we're restricting ourselves we're like we pride us ourselves on being you know accepting and have equality and all these things but this just seems kind of like it it, it it cannot have any bring anything good also even if you do this if you ask these questions people can just say sure i believe in in whatever you need me to believe in like what is it what will it do other than just and that's that's that last like bit problems. is specifically oh. why they're saying to introduce these new measures because they say you can you're required to declare that you respect danish values and democracy but anyone can okay. just lie about it whereas in this interview they'll be able to tell whether people are lying and there it <laughs> is and like obviously <laughs> like, which oh, that's like the worst idea so so we're gonna sit fucking racist you to down to interview these people um because she has an idea of what it is to be danish and then like how is that not gonna end up being the whitest most like sh just boring i i it's, it's very frustrating to me i'm sorry i'm lacking words because it's just and how i'm can, how can so many people think this is a good idea well, in the course of this, my full explanation, I'm definitely going to agree with you at some points. <laughs> so don't worry. Okay. Okay. So I'm catching what, up what to are you. you but at this stage, right, the simple concept of if you're going to become a citizen of a place, right? So let's let's mm -hmm. make some. Let's just have some assumptions from the first place. Let's assume that countries are still going to exist, that they're still, that we're not moving to a, a wonderful anarchist um, society in which we all structure ourselves in completely free reign, uh, 
wholly equal power relations where we get to decide by ourselves who we associate with. So on the basis that we're assuming we're not in that utopia uh -huh. and countries exist, <laughs> then I think you have to have some way to say, okay, what defines this country? What defines, specifically, what defines who we allow to be citizens of this country? And I entirely agree that defining that is is messy and you know what on earth is culture and even yeah. danes can't answer these questions hmm. but if we're not in the utopia that doesn't have countries then surely we have to have some form of filter to decide who becomes a citizen is that wrong is that wrong don't we have to have some form of filter but i feel like we do have a filter already i feel like we have a process i don't see why this is like also because we're we're a country filled with people that are born here but do not maybe fit into this box that the politicians now want to make sure and um it just sounds like we want one specific type of person here and um <clears throat> I mean, I don't know about you, but that makes me a little nervous when you think about history. So I'm just saying that's not, I mean, yeah, sure. We need to have some healthy values and shit, but. No, but that's the, that's the exact point. We need to have some healthy values. So if we look at what's, and this is the important like clarification, what is mm. stated in the proposal mm -hmm. and what people say and what people mean are not necessarily mm -hmm. the same thing. And so specifically... And what they're going to do is also probably very different because we see this. So you know? what I'm simply yeah. saying is I'm trying to work out where the lines are for everyone on what we actually disagree on. What we actually... Or what we actually agree on, what we actually disagree mm -hmm. on. Because the concept of having... Uh, the concept of in the society that I'm in agreeing with the idea that women should be freely allowed to choose their romantic partners i'm pretty mm -hmm. comfortable with that <laughs> i'm pretty comfortable sure. with the idea that okay so i'm british i've lived in denmark for a while maybe one day i'll go for danish citizenship but in so i'm in a peculiar middle point but if i say in the uk i'd be very comfortable with the concept that anyone who wants to become a british citizen should be comfortable with the concept that women should freely be allowed to choose their romantic partners. I agree. Can I can I say something on that? Yes. So how do we distinguish between because when we say this, I think we have a specific type in mind if we're thinking about you know cultures that have arranged marriages or whatever. Uh but so does it not count? that like where where is it the enforcement of we're forcing somebody to marry somebody else and where where does the how do we define this because if i were to if i wasn't with jensen if i brought home uh a man from uh the middle east or like that did not was not white i mean i would f i hope my dad doesn't listen to this i would <laughs> that would be a different fucking like it would not be super cool there would like 
with your it's dad. Like your dad wouldn't find it cool, is what you're saying. Or, sure. Yeah. Like just, I just know when you just people, say it wouldn't be super cool, it sounds like you're saying from your perspective, and I don't think that's the case. So I'm trying no, to clarify. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, that's very important. But so that we have a lot of, of, you know, typically white Danish families who are super racist, uh, in or very in racism. Yes. So so is that is that what we do? We think that is Danish. Is that okay, or is it only? When it's about when it's white people, like what well, I'm just, you know, I so. entirely agree. There's plenty of communities within Denmark and within the UK, right, uh, who have a particular religion, Christianity, who are evangelical about that religion, and would not necessarily would maybe say yes to this question, mm. but in practice, they would not believe so. They would maybe say. Right. And the question about if there's a disagreement between Danish law and religious ideology. Mm-hmm. I mean, that question specific, like the one about whether women should be freely able to choose their romantic partners, I have no issue with. Uh-huh. The religious ideology one, I have quite a big issue with because I'm not religious. But mm-hmm. if you could take my ethical values, download them out of my brain and print them into a book, And then you asked me, okay, what's more important, Danish law or this summary of your ethical positions? I would say (laughs) this summary of my ethical positions. If you happen to be religious and lucky enough to have that summary in a book, I don't think there's anything wrong with you saying that is more... (laughs) Like, there is something very wrong with you saying you should apply that to other people. My book of ethical, of my own personal ethical summary shouldn't be applied to others. But is it more important to me than Danish law? Yeah, sure. So I think that's a Mm -hmm. false question. I think it's a dumb question. Yeah. But I'm just saying that our, if we have a collective Mm -hmm. that is based on on a country or anything, and we're saying that it's, if we're accepting its existence, then I think we're accepting that there is some kind of collective culture there. And then there's some kind of filter for how you enter that collective culture. And my concept for that filter may be completely different <laughs> to other people's. Yeah. But I don't think in itself... The idea that we as a society could try and agree on what that filter is, mm. is a bad idea. <clears throat> now I'm going to give you some absolute whiplash and say, that's all in theory. <laughs> right? And so I, what I'm saying is, in theory, I have no problem with this concept. I mean, mm-hmm. and then unfortunately, they let the mask slip, of course, because that is the official proposal. And those are the kind of questions where it says in the official proposal, disagreements between Danish law and religious ideology. And then the spokesperson, Morten Dahlen, who's describing it in another article, he says, Immigration is not about building bridges. Integration, sorry. Integration is not about building bridges. Integration is about the people who come to Denmark going over the bridge that is already here. And if you don't want to go over that bridge, which consists of things like the Constitution taking precedence over the Quran, 
and women being able to choose their own partners, then Denmark isn't the place to make your home country. Mm. And that is where I'm entirely in agreement with you mm. because the mask drops. And when you stop saying it's about religion versus the constitution and start saying it's about the Quran versus the constitution, mm-hmm. then I'm no longer on board. Oopsie, doopsie. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, all yeah. I'm trying to get to, and it's a very messy thing, is I'm trying to say that I think discussing these things in honest terms, and I really don't know where I actually stand, but discussing these things in honest terms and discussing the real, like identifying exactly, that's why I asked, do you think this proposal itself is racist or do you think the attitude is racist? Because I think identifying the real point that we disagree Mm -hmm. is like essential to getting to a point where we agree. And this is such a disingenuous bullshit proposal that I would love to agree with in theory and in practice, you can't Mm -hmm. at all. And the mask slips even further when you hear things like, (laughs) okay, so you already raised that there's, there's criticism of this because how do you, like people can just lie People can just, right now, I am going through the the exam that they talk about. I'm going through the material as part of my Danish learning. It's really useful material for learning Danish. Sure. There's smart. loads of it. You read about Danish history. You learn a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and Like you will, you probably know more about Danish history now than I do, so... I mean, sure, the idea that the concept of the exam in itself, I do kind of agree it's kind of dumb, but I also, now that I'm doing it, I'm not yet have any plans to actually take the exam, but now that I'm reading it and everything, I'm like, this is kind of a nice thing. This does make me feel more like I, like I know more about Denmark and that it helps nice. the process of integration. Mm-hmm. I also am pretty sure that if I just look to my notes and say... Do you know who Christopher Wilhelm Eckersberg is? Christopher Wilhelm Eckersberg. What yeah. are you saying? Yeah. Because that's a know. Danish painter. And apparently, as part of the exam, I should know that he was born in 1783 and he died in 1853. And as an actual well, you Dane... you know that, David. As an actual <laughs> Dane, you don't even know who the fucker is. So... That's what I'm telling you. I'm the wrong person to ask. I don't, oh, I'm don't. i not sure that many people know who this guy is. I don't think it's a particularly... Uh, I don't think you're the only one. I think if we go out and no. ask the average Dane, they're going to be like, who's that prick? Yeah, so, you can ask about Mikhail Kvium, but you cannot ask about whoever this fucker is. I don't know. Also, I'm not an art historian. I don't, you know, I... I don't, yeah, you know. anyway, the point that I was getting to <laughs> was... That there's criticism of this because it doesn't like how do you check? Yeah. It 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 just doesn't work. And I think yes. that's that's valid, but I also mm-hmm. think when you come with that kind of criticism, you should have a very clear proposal for what you think does work. Like I've seen a proposal Why? that after <laughs> Like if you're a politician or if you're just some person that is talking about it? Well, definitely if you're a politician. Uh-huh, <laughs> if you're some per- 
if you're some person who's just saying it, then I think you should think about what would work. What actually does it mean to me? To be Danish. Yeah. If you're Danish and you think either you think this exam okay. is stupid. You want to know what it is to be Danish. It's about being outside on the street yeah. and ignoring everybody around you and avoiding eye contact. And uh, if somebody slips on the street, well, you know, you pray somebody else is going to help them. And <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can talk about those kind of things like um, that. It's difficult to come here and socialize. We're not really, you know, that's Danish. <laughs> that's very Danish that we're not really welcoming people like trying hard to include people from other countries into like our circles, maybe also because it's very cold a lot of the time. So we're inside and we are very set in our, you know, groups, uh, a lot of us at least. I mean, yeah, but so the, that's, it's those things. I think actually the most, the people you should ask this question are people like you are people who come here from other countries and experience us. And I hear yeah, that's... A, a lot of my friends, most of my friends are not from Denmark. And I think it's hilarious and tragic. <laughs> but that's that's actually exactly us. my point. Because the thing mm -hmm. is, I've lived in the UK. I've lived in Sweden. I've lived in Denmark. Sweden and Denmark. I lived just over the bridge. I lived 20 okay. minutes away when I lived in okay. Sweden. And I can huh. feel the difference when I cross that bridge. What is the difference? It's Tell fucking difficult to explain. There is a feeling. Try. <laughs> So I often use a, this is not really going to help at all, but I'm just going to, I often use a metaphor of there's an old prank where you go into someone's house of how Denmark and Sweden feel different to the UK. Mm -hmm. There's an old prank where you go into someone's house and you move everything a centimeter <laughs> to the left. And the thing is that when I moved to Sweden, it's so weirdly similar. Like Sweden, Denmark, and the UK are all very close and yet mm. also very different. So when I moved to Sweden, it really felt like I was walking into my own house, but everything was too set. And the reason this prank works is because you can't know it. Like you walk in and everything's still in the same place, but your brain knows something is wrong, but you can't see what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Moving okay. from Sweden to Denmark felt like suddenly everything had shifted from two centimeters to the left to it was only one centimeter to the left now. <laughs> so it still wasn't the same, uh -huh. but it felt closer to home. <laughs> you know what? I would love to hear what uh, the people who live here, but are from other countries, what they feel like is uniquely Danish, what they, how they would describe danish people to others i mean i i've probably heard a bunch of it but i you know write us on instagram or um what's our email address <laughs> <laughs> just like you know observe and retort on instagram please i would fucking love to hear how people what see they us. think i don't is... care if it's bad i don't care if you need to vent about it i like let loose 
You'd love if it's bad. We don't care if it's either good or bad. (laughs) Let's say just give whatever. That's what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) But I also think that that. I don't know. I think you need a bigger market than just expats. I think you also need people like Danes who've left and come back or who've just left. That's a good point. You need. Because the thing is, obviously, for. Danes who've never left here. Mm. It's just been the same the whole time. My mm. perception on what it means to be British. Okay, this is a bit challenging because it feels like the UK has betrayed me within the last five years. Oh, but how so? <laughs> my perception of what it means to be British changed when I left. You know, I've, I left the UK before mm. Brexit happened. So... Like the vote happened, not just before Mm -hmm. the actual. It took so fucking long that it's kind of, you got to (laughs) clarify. I left the UK before the vote. So even in that time, the year or so before the vote, when I'd left, my perception on what it meant to be British changed over that time. Mm. In a way that if I'd just been there the whole time, it would have been much harder to describe because I didn't have a comparison point. And the problem with just asking expats, just asking immigrants, is that they don't necessarily have access to a lot of aspects of Danish society. Yeah, that's a good point. If you don't speak Danish, then you are missing out on on parts of the culture. You are missing out mm. if you're not. So I think you need to combine both people who've left and experienced something else and expats and to properly get that picture but the point is that the picture would be so yeah like i agree the picture would be super messy and there's not going to be a specific agreement my concept of what it means to be british is different to other people's including other people who've left and come back including people who've Uh gone to sweden and then to denmark and then gone back or whatever like even if someone Mm. had taken the exact same path as i had they're going to have a different percent but if you agree with the basic concept of we have countries, then I think we have... There is a proposal. There's a citizen's proposal. In Denmark, you can make a proposal, and if it gets enough signatures, then it goes to parliament, and they have to debate it. Mm-hmm. And there is a proposal that uh, anyone who's been in Denmark for 10 years should automatically get citizenship. Yeah. And I'm just not I sure <laughs> I agree with that. Okay. I'm not sure that if you, like, if you haven't, there are, I know people who've lived in Denmark for 20 years and do not speak Danish and have not, and Danish is fucking hard. Don't get me wrong. It is. Danish is crazy hard. I spend... Yeah. 15 hours a week trying to learn Danish. I can't even. And I'm still shit at it. I mean, and I'm Danish. (laughs) But a whole bunch of these people haven't even tried. Right. And I feel like that's weird. I feel like how can you be a citizen of somewhere if you don't speak the language? And these people would, they can't get citizenship right now, but they would get citizenship under that proposal. And I feel like that is a peculiar... uh, I mean... Citizenship to have. I don't really i mean i get it yeah you know you 
good idea to learn the language for your own sake and for, you know. And for society's sake. How are you going to vote if you don't even understand the politicians who, okay, a lot of people don't understand politicians. So maybe that's a shitty example. But but if if you can't understand the basics of the language, how can you be trusted with with a vote on uh, on which direction to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, it's such a difficult language. I don't know. <laughs> also, we speak English. Everything is like, you know. No, I get it. I get it. I understand the argument, and it's a good point. I just... Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how But this is... Uh, and I don't really know how I feel about it, and that's kind of the point is just what I do definitely feel about it is that so many of these conversations are had in a like disingenuous way and a way that doesn't Mm. actually get to what do we agree on and what do we disagree on and how can we Mm -hmm. get to agreement? And if you just work in this, as my girlfriend described it, clickbait policy where you say (laughs) something... you say this great sounding thing to a certain uh, constituency, a certain group of hearing, yeah, fuck yeah, they should, they, and it's a specific they, they should have to integrate. Mm-hmm. Then that's not a, that's disingenuous and that's not a functional yeah. way to us for us to get to. And that, sorry, go ahead. I think you were about to say something. No, 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 it's fine. You finish your... Oh, it's, it's, it's rolling into something... <laughs> it was mostly just on the thing you you said before about you know you know people who've been here for a long time that don't know danish but like how many people are that really like i think it's gonna it's gonna help a lot of people who definitely fucking deserve to be here and have been fucked over by the laws and maybe have like grown up here and then they're deported all of the sudden like i feel like this law like if you've been here for 10 years i feel like that is going to do more good than maybe uh, some people who've been here who don't speak Danish yet. Like, whatever. I mean, this is... I, l- l- let me... Full disclosure. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, I used to work in a bar in the city centre where there are a oh, lot I of... Uh, <laughs> I've been. A I've lot been. of <laughs> British expats. And oh. a bunch of these guys moved over here 20, 30 years ago and then are just come in drink all day and aggressively moan about how shitty denmark is and then when you tell them why don't you fuck off then they go blah, 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 blah. no then i have to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, <laughs> stop fucking moaning to this innocent bartender prick <laughs> which was me before about how shitty denmark is if you're not going to even attempt to integrate if you're going to complain about our oh, danish women are too fucking whatever I'm like, well, maybe you should have learned their language (laughs) if you're going to date a Danish woman for fucking seven years and then you haven't even attempted to learn her language. So maybe, I don't know if you're getting this sense at all, I have a few personal biases that I don't want them getting citizenship. I want them to get in the fucking sea. But perhaps that's not relevant (laughs) (laughs) to the overall political discussion and I'm bringing a bit Uh too many personal issues. (laughs) No, I get that. That is a that is a oh, point, David. It's a valid point <laughs> that the whole world should listen to. I just I feel your trauma from being in that bar, being stuck behind that counter and listening to these old farts, bitch and moan. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. 
Anyway, look, we've been talking for, about this for a while, and I, it's just this story. I have a related story, and I don't know whether you want it. Uh, is it long? <laughs> oh, I don't know. You might have some. Okay, I'm going to go for it, because it's a story that I've been okay. thinking about for a while, and I could have okay. done it at any point. I could also do it in a future week, because it's an ongoing case. But just yeah. on this clickbait policy, there is a... So, Inga Stoiber. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Yes. She is, uh, for all of our listeners who do not know, she was the Minister of Integration in the party who made this proposal when they were in government she was the minister of integration the minister of racist piece of shit we have one of them yeah continue (laughs) now she wanted to introduce rules to separate child brides from their adult husbands in asylum centers so if someone Yeah, that was the policy. Her new policy was to separate child brides from adult husbands in asylum centers. So if you'd come as a refugee, you were seeking asylum, then you were not allowed to stay as a couple if it was a child bride. What happens with the child? They would be held separately. Yes, but what does that even mean? So who is the support system for this child? Well, it's in the asylum center, so... Uh. Now, as a policy, mm-hmm. as a statement, I really don't think anyone disagrees with that. As no, a simple statement, fair. separating child brides from adult husbands sounds Absolutely. fucking great. Like Let's a do good it. idea. Mm-hmm. The problem. What's the catch? Is <laughs> if someone under 18 was what the previous policy was, if someone under 18 was married to someone over 18 they would investigate that they would do interviews with them they would check and they would make a judgment based on okay so is this a 17 year old married to a 19 year old and Mm -hmm. they've run away from war they've Mm -hmm. come across oceans and continents to get here and they are actually married and then we're separating no we won't separate them is this an old man and a young girl yes then we'll separate them and they made a judgment case by case okay. Inga Stoiber's proposal was make a hard rule no matter what you separate child brides and that proposal is it does nothing but help herself mm. absolutely nothing because it makes her seem like she's standing against this foreign corruption against oh it's danish values standing against you know child marriage and we don't do that here yeah while doing nothing to actually help the victims like child bride victims because they were already separated right and supported and ruining the lives of many victims of war refugees who if you're a 17 year old and a 19 year old married couple and then you're you've again crossed oceans and continents to get to safety Mm. And then you get separated when you make it to safety. Yeah. Then that's obviously just fucking shit. <laughs> and this, yeah. so Inga Stoiberg has now had, she's no longer in government. 
uh, as I said, but she's had a... Oh, yeah, that's a whole different thing. She, she ha- is currently undergoing a huge case for breaking the Danish constitution, which mm, mm, you'll mm. note from earlier in the episode <laughs> was the exact thing that was asked, what would you put first, your religious values or the constitution? And in making this judgment, she broke the constitution because she made a hard rule for her bullshit political stand so that she could say to everyone, hey, I'm standing hard against these these foreign corruptors. Was it worth it? <laughs> she went on to say how her, her actions had separated a 17-year-old girl and a 50-year-old man. No record could be found of this couple. She oh, didn't recall say. the exact details, but she knew yeah. that her actions had had saved this young girl from the corruption. Of course, she is the savior of us all, David. We don't deserve her. So Ugh, we do deserve her, don't we? Oh God. The <laughs> overall news story that is here is just there is an ongoing case against Inga Stoiber about this. She's become a martyr. She's left her party. Her party have abandoned her because they say. It was her campaign and we're not on board with it. Um, sure. They're all hypocrites. I don't care. <laughs> like, but the reason that I'm just, I, I'm bringing up this up in relation to the, the general thing is uh-huh. the, I like, there's just so many contradictions in this. Firstly, her statement, her aim, like her expressed aim is something mm-hmm. that we're all on board with. Mm-hmm. And that I would want to support and great. And her political nonsense ruined actually achieving the express aim because mm-hmm. it was already working before. Made this big stand for herself. It is just clickbait policy. And yeah. it breaks the very thing that they say is at risk from these refugees yeah they say that danish culture and our constitution is at risk because of these refugees and you're willing to break it to attack i don't there's just so many layers of trash in this (laughs) yeah that's a good way of describing it which also in its own way highlights this challenge that i have about a good aim or a good a, a good claimed objective and mm-hmm. and a bullshit reality that i think we should all no matter who we are even if we're not politicians think more about because i've been doing a lot just in trying to sum up this story about what we actually <laughs> feel and where our actual point of whatever is mm-hmm. <laughs> sure that's a great sum up oh. i think you really nailed it actually I <laughs> fuck these people. <laughs> Every right. one of them. In some fuck these people. Why can't you just leave me with my own feelings and I don't have to think about what matters and what's ethical and what's moral? Oh my god. Yeah. So much easier when you don't have to think about things. It's like it's also if we were gonna talk about these things about values and all that, it would it would be more reassuring if it came from people who had a, a history of making good ethical decisions, but the like they continue to fuck people over. So I have no fucking trust in them. It would be more reassuring if it also came from people who 
had had lives outside of politics. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like existed. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd be willing to debate this extensively with someone in a pub not any of the guys who i was referring I to add, earlier oh God, but I'm like tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like a normal person a stranger in a pub not some old prick who's there every Have day just strangers? screaming oh, at dude. me it's fine yeah no you haven't yeah <laughs> anyway that's just <laughs> this was a good story it was a good discussion was it I... was it <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because i don't really Mm, it's so funny that you bring this to me because I, I hear it in a 10 minute rant from Mikhail Schutt every week about like what happened. And then I'm immediately exhausted over the shittiness that we are here in Denmark. Uh, and uh, so this is, uh, it's interesting engaging with these things and uh, God, I hope we stop sucking so bad. I, I mean, or if we could at least own up to the sucking and try and change it. I mean, but I mean, maybe that's just me. Do you want to continue to my story? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would love to. Let us desperately move on. Okay, I'm going to try and not make this too long. Okay. My story is from India. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, and the and the, the title is Court Orders Man to Donate Sperm to Estranged Wife. And this is in New Delhi. And uh, it is Apova Mandani that wrote this uh, in the print. So, a family court has granted a woman's plea to have a second child with her estranged husband by directing him to donate his sperm for IVF. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. And the order of the court comes two years after that the husband filed for divorce from the woman on the grounds of cruelty, while the wife has filed a complaint against him uh, that says, like, cruelty by a husband or his relatives. I don't know. I don't know the details here. So the husband's lawyer said that they would challenge the order in the Bombay High Court on the argument that it is a violation of the client's fundamental rights. Like, absolutely. Like, you cannot, you cannot force somebody to make a child. Like, it is. There's so so many. I'm just really glad you said that because I was, you know, I was worried <laughs> where it was going to go. <laughs> you were what? Were you, what? <laughs> You're like, she deserved. <laughs> You're afraid I'm going to be like, he absolutely should. He should have this. fulfilled his husbandly duties. Okay. <laughs> Women have had to go through all sorts of shit for a hundred years. Well, for multiple Bitch, hundred you years. you think this of me. Then, I'm fucking with you. Don't even. <laughs> <There's> just, <laughs> don't it's even. funnier though. It's funnier to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, 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 no. So the woman said, because they have a seven year old already. And the woman said that she wanted another child and that because like her son, you know, may and need go get company. another child. Yeah. No, but the child's going to be lonely. He needs like a sibling to play with in the future. Why does it have to be from your estranged That's husband? That's a great fucking question. So <laughs> it's, 
it was either like she want them to get married again or like to stay married and do this thing or she wants permission to undergo the IVF thing. And one of her arguments is that she's 35 and she like her fer- uh, fertility will only get worse from here, David. So, yeah. I mean, what is she to do? And maybe don't spend there two no years. There no other people in this world where she can get some shitty sperm from, David. What? I mean. <sighs> she was 33 when the fucking divorce happened. So maybe. <laughs> yeah. Stop wasting. If you'd fucking <laughs> taken some action then, you'd already have several kids. Took some action. Got some action. Got another kid. Boom, bam, boom. Started on a third. What's the, what's like, the problem? <laughs> straight back to so it it's 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 so it's puzzling um she said to the print that the you know the difficulties in her marriage over the years were tough but you know she did not want a divorce she said i want to have a family but i don't know how much time it would take for the divorce proceedings to conclude she said I cannot wait till then to start a family. It might take 10 to 15 years. And then I'm like, does she, is she saying that it would take 10 to 15 years to get a divorce or to start a new family? Because I think both of those are wrong. So I got really <laughs> curious and I was like, how yeah. the fuck long does it take to get divorced in India? I'm like, what are the, what are the rules there? What's the, what's the what now? Okay. So, so you've got some details uh, on divorce law in it. I got us. some, div- I got some divorce How the fucking, how long does it India. take? <laughs> if you say 14 so years to me right now, po- I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> like, like 25 to 30 years. No, oh, okay, it's, not cool. that. it's not that. That's reasonable. <laughs> it's not possible for you to have a divorce legally without going to court. If both parties consent to the divorce, they will have to appear in court four times. On different dates and like if you google it it'll tell you that a divorce in india takes approximately 18 to 24 months to finalize so it could have happened by now if she just got to right oh absolutely yeah. yeah i don't see i i honestly i'm like did i miss something what is the what is the it's still problem? it's it's crazy that a divorce can take 24 months but sure i don't think it's less unusual. crazy I, Less I mean, crazy than forcing a man to donate his sperm. I mean... Like in the crazy scale, 24-month divorce, yeah. basically baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> like... <sighs> yeah, so she says uh, she don't want to get married again. And this is what motivated her to approach the court. I want a second child. I am 35 right now, and I don't want to go for a second marriage. But I do want a family. That's convenient. So the husband obviously opposed the plea, like saying that no spouse could be like, should be forced to this. Yeah. It says it's like the, this article is written a little funky. I feel like, I don't know if it's just me or I, I, it says no spouse could be compelled to have conjugal relations directly or indirectly without free consent, which makes sense, but it's just a, yeah, it's a funny way to say things. Okay. <laughs> So it's a little bit legal, <laughs> legalese. Sure, yeah. Um, so don't you always say conjugal relations? That's that's the only I way mean, I refer to I such talk. matters. Is that not how you dirty talk? <laughs> I, am I doing it wrong? 
Anyway. Um, so during the hearing, Judge Swati A. Chauhan. Yes. Perfect. Of the family court. Yeah. Em- uh, like emphasized a woman's rights of reproduction. So the court acknowledged that you, that you can't force them to fuck. <laughs> it doesn't say that. I'm saying that. But, you know, instead they said that the woman should be allowed to have the child through IVF. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just say what the judge is saying here because it's fucking bonkers. The right to reproduce is a very intricate feminine right, emanating from basic. It says basic woman's human right, and I'm like, basic women deserve <laughs> the right <laughs> to get basic ass babies. So not allowing a fertile woman to procreate is like compelling her to sterilize, it said. Like, you know you can just go out and get some other fucking sperm, right? Like, you, can, yeah. you can't swing a fucking Dunk. purse and not hit a, hit a dick that want to, like, get into some shit. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Anyway. Uh, she's like, if, to, to limit these reproductive rights may have subtle and devastating demographic outcome, she says, this judge. Yeah, I, I know. Just, I, Honey, I know. It's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> You're fuming. You know? I, no, I just, I, I just don't even... My heart rate is up more than it was in the, you know... <laughs> I know. Stress of having feelings about what citizenship means. <laughs> this is... Yeah. I think we can agree that we don't want this. Wow. Uh, so... In the matters of conceiving and procreating a child, is that, can you say that procreating a child? Let's just go with it. I Okay. Okay. Cause I'm like, maybe I just don't understand English. Um, you can say procreation. Like, true. yeah. Yeah. Procreating a child. Okay. It sounds okay. weird as hell, but, it, but it, I would just say procreating. But yeah. Ju- yeah. Okay. The judge said, Men and women are not similarly situated. Therefore, she ruled that women will always have an, quote, upper hand in the matter of reproduction. What? This is not good. This is not good. This is is fucked up, David. So the role of men can be to, quote, propagate responsible fatherhood and gender equality by supporting the women's choice of family planning. Okay. I just I, I just don't get like I'm I think this is a great story that you've brought cool. as a story for the podcast but I'm so confused by I mean the everything that I just I don't know how to <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I this because it's so just wrong on a very fundamental level that it's puzzling that this is even i don't know where to go with the discussion or even like the jokes i just go like there shouldn't even be one like it's yeah so (laughs) so they were basically (laughs) saying like um well if you don't consent (laughs) um to do this ivf then it you're gonna you know, probably get some legal consequences. I don't know what that entails. I don't know what that means. 
but he's gonna get punished for not, you know, giving up that sweet, sweet sperm. Let's, so let's not, I, let's not ever say sweet, sweet sperm again. Let's just <laughs> let's agree. <laughs> wow. Oh God. Yeah, that's my story. So that's wow. um good story. But thanks. But terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I read this, I was like, is this satire? What is this? No, wait, what? You can't force people to do things. Like you can't force people to have babies. You can't force people to give up bodily fun like it's just so, <laughs> before we started recording, I told you that I had a story mm. that... Um, do you want me to do the thing? Do you want me to do the sound? No, so but this on. is just, it's directly... <laughs> okay. I, so I said to Luna before we started recording that I needed to find a new weekly what the fuck because I'd had, I'd actually had a couple and both of which, when I looked into them, I just wasn't confident on whether they were real or not. Like I couldn't find a source that I trusted. Okay. And one of them is just so relevant to this. Okay. Not so relevant, but weirdly relevant. It's not in India, it's in Pakistan, but. Okay. Dr. Sells newborn. I, uh, uh, it's not a weekly what the fuck, it's just following from your story. I just. Are you sure this is not a weekly? No, I've got a separate weekly. I've got an actual weekly what the fuck. Should I just make that Okay, go ahead, do it now. Okay, we're going to go to weekly. What the fuck? But we're not. Not I'm just saying, direct response now to your story. Now we can continue this, <laughs> this story. What? So what? what that I want to say, I'm not sure I've seen a reliable enough source on this, but doctor sells newborn as couple fails to pay hospital bills in Punjab. Wait, say that again. Doctor sells newborn sells newborn as couple fails to pay hospital bills in Punjab. Hold on. Hold the phone. So they were like, well, if you can't pay, this is our baby and we're going to give it away. Is yeah. that is that what that happened? That is exactly what happened. What <laughs> the fuck? This is see, from... See, good thing I made the noise. Because this... that is the what the fuckiest. What? This is from a, uh, a Pakistani t uh, news channel that I am not aware of, and I don't know how trustworthy they are. Okay. So I just want to clarify that right now. They seem like okay. a... It, it seems like a real news channel, but I'm not personally aware of it, and I couldn't find any other source other than them that talked about okay. this story. And it's a very <laughs> shortly written one, but it says, in a shocking incident, a doctor sold a newborn boy because the poverty-stricken uh, couple were unable to pay the medical bills. He allegedly asked the couple to sell the newborn to settle the bills and then forcefully snatched the, the, the baby and sold the infant to a man, Faisal, when they refused his proposal. That also, just having the man's first name, just randomly being like, to a man, that, is Faisal, a that made me go yeah, like, <laughs> is this a real news story or is this someone's fever dream? Suspicious. Meow, meow. Okay, yeah, it's a little weird. Anyway, the only reason, as I said, I'd kind of, I'd cut off this story and i wasn't going to share it and the only reason i'm bringing up now is just to say hey this woman can just pop over to pakistan and buy a baby so why does she need this husband's sperm jesus christ right right yeah women 
<laughs> Dumbass. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. very particular about our sperm, David. And I'm very particular about my stories. You guys can feel safe in the knowledge <laughs> that I only bring Just you no. yes. a questionable story if it's directly <laughs> relatable and I can make a joke about a woman buying a baby. Because then mm. it's worth the potential fake news. It will news. be worth it. Then it's worth it. Absolutely. Before that stage, unwilling to cross my journalistic boundaries. After that stage, <laughs> woman buying a baby. Hilarious. Mm. So Good stuff. But you're a gentleman and you will tell the people. I'll warn them. I'll warn them about how uh, trash about I'm about to sources. <laughs> But you're not going to give up a good fucking story. It is a good story. I mean, it's not good. You now know, that we've done that. I hope it didn't happen, but you know. Can we move into our... I just said it. I said the weekly what the fuck thing. That wasn't the real section. Now we're going into it the section. It so now was. It was the f- what the fuck is. Do it again. I'm telling you. all the fuckery. Do you want me to do it again, yes. David? Okay, I'll fucking do it again. We're going to go do the weekly what the fuck. Yeah, I regret it. I don't know why I encouraged it. <laughs> why did I encourage it? Um. I, I mean, I was not going to question it for a second. I was just going to do it until you cha- like before you change your mind. So. Yeah. Okay. What have you got? I go now. Go ahead. Ooh, okay. So my first title is It's pretty metal, says man who turned his uncle's skeleton into a guitar. Nope, moving on. Not happy. Okay. I just don't I just don't even It's pretty metal. Fuck you. Fuck this guy. Okay. Fuck him. Okay, you can guess you can guess what state this man is from. Uh well. Florida? Oh, how how did you know? How did you know this? Okay, it's a musician that calls himself Midnight Prince. It's a dickhead who calls himself Midnight Prince. (laughs) Yeah. So it is. He says, yeah, he says that this was the best way to honor the man who introduced him to heavy metal. So his uncle Philip died in a car accident in Greece in the mid-90s at the age of 28. Per his wishes... His remains were donated to science, and his skeleton was used in medical school classes there for decades. But then one day, the school no longer had any use for the bones, Midnight said. (laughs) So Philip's parents had since passed away. So the responsibility for his remains became Midnight's mother's responsibility. Can we Uh, stop calling him Midnight? (laughs) That's what it says. I have no idea what the this man's name okay. is i guess i guess i'm gonna honor his wishes like he did with his uncle okay so cremation was not really an option for the this family because they were greek orthodox so uh his mother kind of had two options she could pay for a burial plot or continue to pay a monthly fee to store the remains and she didn't want to pay for that anymore. And then he was like, you know what, mama, I'll take care of it. And that he did. And he turned, he turned it into fucking guitar, David. I'm going to post some pic. I'm going to post some pictures on Instagram of this. You need to see that guitar that I also, I cannot imagine this sounds good. I cannot imagine that is a great sound. But then again, 
oh, I'm going to make some metal fans angry now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to go there. You know. So, yeah, that was my first one. I have one more, but you go with yours. Uh, mine is impressive in its own way. Oh. So. Cops in the US have started playing copyrighted oh, music. God, I hate everyone. Yeah, I. Uh. Let me just let me say it. I've started playing copyrighted music while being filmed to block video sharing. Look, I think we have to recognize this is genius. Terrible, terrible, <laughs> but genius. Sure, so. it's a smart idea, but, you know, when it's so they can get away with killing people, killing black people, then it's like... Hey, they kill I... white people too. Not at the same rate, but they kill white people too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you forget it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so to explain this just a little bit. Nowadays, very often, people start live streaming interactions with the police. And when you're live streaming on whether it's Facebook or Twitch or whatever it is, or YouTube, there are copyright controls. So if I want to DJ on any of these platforms, it will automatically recognize that I'm playing copyrighted music. And unless I can prove that I have the right to have that music, it will ban my stream. Are you explaining this for Nana again? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's cute. No. <laughs> I don't think I'm explaining this for anyone. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so the police have started playing on their foot. So when they start getting filmed, they pull up Spotify and play music. And then the, fil the live stream automatically gets taken down. This is just so dystopian. This perfect mix of capitalist big tech and authoritarian pricks. But it is quite clever. Yeah, now they can just like go horrible. out and kill people while playing... Fuck the police! <laughs> right? right? Oh my god. I just... Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Fuck that shit. I do think it's genius. Okay terrible but, but yes yeah. oh by the way oh no uh i don't know if you know but john oliver is back we've been waiting for months episode dropped today it was glorious so it i yeah it's i've been full of dis despair but now he's back and uh i feel like i'm gonna piss a lot of people off now what? more people than metal fans i have got tired of john <gasps> oliver Felt like I it's just the same you, joke again and again. And, you know, need some more it's life. It's a callback. It's, it's call just callbacks. <laughs> it's only callbacks now. It and I'm like, not. look, if I wanted a lecture with a bunch of jokes in, I just have one screen reading a news article and the other one just flicking through fucking TikTok. Then oh I would God. get a similar experience. Oh, my God. How dare you, I know. Sir. I know. Yeah, I still, I still like him. I'm, you know. I mean, but I'm tired. Does Cat know that you feel like this? No, but when she <laughs> listens to this episode, we're gonna have a big old problem. Yeah, I think she, I think you will. 
Okay, let's move on because we cannot get into this now. We do not have time. Okay. <laughs> this final story is Moroccan woman kills lover, serves cooked genitals to tradies as treat. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> Sounds tasty. Uh, 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 Sounds tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocky so Mountain Oysters, right? I, I mean, I guess not Rocky Mountain Oysters. There's a... <laughs> what? Rocky Mountain Rocky Oysters are bull testicles. Oysters. Oh, it's a delicacy in the Rocky Mountains of the USA. Oh, right. right, 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 right. Uh, so I guess cool, this cool, is cool. an Atlas Mountain Oysters. Are the Atlas Mountains in Morocco? I, I, I want to say that they are. Are you going to ask me about geography? Do you want to do you want to do that? Do you want to go see through where Morocco? <laughs> Fucking yes. I shouldn't have said anything. I should have just gone with it. Atlas Mountain Oysters. I know where the Atlas Mountains are. I'm super confident in my oh, geographical yeah, knowledge. So Look at me. We do not I can make you. all sorts of references and I don't have to quickly oh google them you're to glowing. know where. Like you're like <laughs> oh yeah. I wish the people could just, see you. I'm going to edit out the bit where I had to Google it. And then, and then I'm just going <laughs> to sound super clever. You were, you were very subtle about it. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. So But now you told everyone. So I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this woman she murdered. Uh, no. This woman is accused of murdering her lover when she found out that he was going to marry somebody else. So then she cut off his private parts. And serve them to the builders as a little, uh, little nice treat. So, she's a thirty-year-old Moroccan woman, mm-hmm. and uh, she turns. Is this from a, an Australian news outlet? If this is, yeah, I don't remember. Okay, I did. I write it down. It was just I describing think. them as tradies. Sounds like a distinctly Australian thing to do. Oh, maybe. So that's, <laughs> maybe just that could be. It's. Yeah. Really not important. Please continue. Okay. So she turned it into this traditional Arabian dish known as makbous. Is that is I, that how you would... I mean, I'm going to have to Google it <laughs> and then claim <laughs> that I totally knew it. So. Oh, God. I am just an uncultured swine. So the couple had been together for seven years. And it ended with the man who is, by the way, or was 10 years younger than the woman... So he was like, I'm going to marry somebody else, by the way. Bye. So she got so fucking mad that she killed him before cooking him. And uh, she, she said that the rest of his body had been fed to the dogs who were, you know, you know, were super happy about his bones. And um, there was like she disposed of this body so well that. Uh, the man's brother turned up at the house looking for him and the only fucking thing he could find was a tooth that was found in the blender. Um, yeah, so now this woman, uh, you know, she apparently confessed to murder. And uh, What was he looking said- in the blender for? I'm just... <laughs> Maybe he wanted a little smoothie. He's searching for his brother. He's going around and he's like, wow, this searching's real tiring. I guess it's time for a smoothie. <laughs> a tooth. Oh, no. I have my doubts about this story, Luna. I have my doubts. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. 
I mean, I just bring the entertainment. I cannot brag of the <laughs> of the the level of professional level uh, professionalism that you bring, David. It's not. Well, I did see it several places. I did see the story on it's, several it's, news channels. It's good enough for me. So I believe. I I mean, I thought. I'm not well, really. I'm, I'm not questioning your it. your journalistic process. I'm questioning. Well, <laughs> I'm questioning this guy's brother and his fucking priorities because personally, <laughs> if I was searching for my sister who I thought was murdered, I wouldn't be looking in the blender. But you know, mm. maybe he's just fucking Sherlock Holmes of Morocco. <clears throat> so yeah, or maybe you don't know that person that's like a little unhinged, and you're like. If somebody disappeared, I mean, maybe, yeah, I'm going to check the blender because, you know, uh, you know, uh, I don't know about this. I don't know about this person. I, I can't even find my glasses when they're on my face. So I don't think I'd be able to find <laughs> half of a relative or not even half, like a small piece of a relative in a blender. Like, <laughs> I also love that. It's like, this is his tooth. I'm like, how the fuck do you know? Could how, be anyone's how tooth. How- it was her other lover's tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god yeah so this is what i maybe his brother had very distinctive teeth yeah 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 maybe they were just particularly yellow or carved his own name into his teeth as you do yeah as you do do you have another story no no (laughs) okay (laughs) oh my goodness what this is this was Interesting. There's a lot to unpack in this episode. Yes. Really. Challenge. I am. Whew. Thanks I for hope our listening. audience doesn't feel quite the same way. <laughs> but maybe you do. Next week, maybe it'll be lighter. Probably it won't. Who knows? Um... <laughs> I mean, we're not going to promise anything. We're going to bring you what we're going to bring you. I'll and the world, some... it, it's its difficult to know. I'll find more missing babies from more reputable sources and then just be like, hey. <laughs> Yay. You know, because the people do want the missing babies. You know, the, they want to know about it. I think we've had no request from our listeners. Occasionally Absolutely we do. Not. Feel Why free to reach I... out to us if you, you know have something that you particularly enjoy or something that you didn't enjoy, I can confirm at this stage, at least I personally, maybe you've experienced other. (laughs) No, at least I personally haven't experienced any listener feedback that says more dead babies, please. But. Oh, you have not? Perhaps the Instagram feedback is different. I don't know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, we did have one, um, one questionable person who commented on a post on the because i i posted a picture of the 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 apparatus the jail the penis jail yes and uh this person or bot or whatever it was was like i want one of those and i was like i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna delete this like i'm just gonna (laughs) i'm just gonna leave it here and i went to the the profile to see who that was and it was just like so many pictures of boobs but they did, you know, I I appreciate it. <laughs> I didn't know this was such a oh. peculiar anecdote. <laughs> like, so in summary, if you would like to give us any feedback on what you enjoy, on what you don't enjoy, 
or mm. on whether you want a cage for your cock, then please. Or if you want to send us pictures of boobs. Yeah. No, no, not, not the fuck. No, we don't. No, we, don't, no, we want. don't want that. No, don't do that. I'm cutting our microphones Absolutely off now. I think not. this is becoming a theme of just we talk too long and then I'm just like, no, we're taking the microphones <laughs> off. You can't hear us anymore. Yes, you can just and, hear some David. Music. Yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Ha, ha, ha.